Hello. Hello. Welcome to Rum Doings, episode 123. Anyone who has children will know why I sang that. Anyone who's my age will say 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Every generation has their own way of rhythming up the numbers. Which we also, in this stupid country, ruin the alphabet song with our nonsensical Z. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, you've proposed that we switch, haven't you? Many times. Uh, my, my proposals are, to reiterate, that Z is Z because it is Z and it rhymes better for the alphabet song and Q moves to the end of the alphabet where it belongs. Well, let's try that. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, No, you didn't move Q. W, X, Y and Z. Well, hold on, maybe A, B, C, D, G, H, Now I've learned my A, B, dead... Why do you sing along with med? Right. So is that what... Actually, that should be one of the rules now, shouldn't it? What? That should be one of the rules now, then, shouldn't it? Absolutely. And Q belongs at the end of the alphabet, and uh, rhubarb is a main course course vegetable. Those are the main main rules by which I will rule the world. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Where's your wife? She is in another country. She's gone to Germany. Why? Is she becoming a Nazi? Yeah, she's gone to Germany in 1935. Okay, just so that she can be there to add her vote. That's right. Hmm. And I assume she's going to be doing a bit of Weihnacht purchasing. Uh, I have no idea what she's doing. She's going to the Christmas market. That's what I just said. Did you? I don't speak German, Nick. Why not? Because uh, my education was inept. Fair enough. Uh, she's gone to, yes, she's gone to the Munich Christmas markets with her mummy. Can you tell me, what does one purchase in a Christmas market? Tat. No, but seriously, what no, do you No, that's get? it. There's one in Bath, and apparently it's there every year, and it's just a massive pain in my life. And I'm told by Laura recently that apparently people come from all over the country, and some people come from other parts of the world to visit the Bath Christmas market. It's So why is she going to Munich? Well, it's a good question, isn't it? Uh, it is a good question. I that's think the main reason... It. The main reason... Well done. You only ask good questions, I've noticed. Yeah, I do. The main reason she's gone there Why is, is the sky blue? <laughs> is because uh, it's snowing there, and it isn't here. Right. Um, Probably will snow soon. Hopefully, I do hope so. But so she's got... But the, oh my goodness, the Bath Christmas Market. It is a bunch of wooden sheds, hundreds of the damn things, everywhere, all across town, making it impossible to go anywhere or do anything, that sells nothing but utter rubbish. Like, proper... Stuff that if you were moving house, you would put in a bin bag. Yes, you wouldn't even bother taking to a charity shop. No, no, absolutely not. Like, there's a stall that sells homemade Christmas decorations. But <laughs> most of them are just... Most of them are shops from town with a, with a shed. Sometimes within two metres of their own shop, selling the same manufactured stuff from their shop. But if the sheds are made of wood, surely they're quite flammable. If they are, very, they do look very flammable. So, you know... Good point. Also, the other thing you want from it, I would imagine you would want from a Christmas market, is an, an amazing selection of, of natural produce. Yes, different sorts of foods and cured bits and pieces and stuff. I'm so not on, sure burgers like. and hot dogs count. No, and they won't keep till Crimble anyway, will they? This is true. Are you looking forward to Crimble? Laura has actually uh, completely outlawed the use of that word. Okay, what's the topic today? 
The topic today is, when are they finally going to bring in laws to deal with nightmare neighbours? Very, very good topic. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? When you look around the Daily Mail website, there's a lot of ladies with their boobies out. Shocking and disgusting. I'm sure Paul Dacre wouldn't allow it if he were around. Here is the news. Gemma Arreriton maintains her dignity in a see-through lace dress by wearing nude colour slip underneath. Here is the news. A lady has morning sickness. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Let's not do the Daily Mail this week. No, we're not. I would like you to tell me about Christians, please. Okay. In wow. particular, you sent a tweet about a Christian university society that didn't want ladies to talk at all. It's funny, I actually. Found, this... I found that a bit odd. What, was, <laughs> going, bit odd, what was going on there? The real, tell what, you what was the... going on there? The real tragedy of that story is that the, um, it was, in fact, a progressive uh, announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, they were allowing women to talk for the very first time, but oh, only really? when their husbands were with them. <laughs> only when their husbands were with them. <laughs> this is this is 2012, and it's students. It's not. It's not like the elderly, right? Or women synod members. This is this is uh, students at Bristol University have just voted to say that no longer are they banning women from speaking at their events. Mm-hmm. They are allowed to talk in any situation so long as their husband is present and talking with them. What if they don't have a husband? They're not allowed to talk. Can they not come with some sort of chaperone? <laughs> Apparently not. They must be betrothed before their words are worthy of being heard. Right. The really um, sad thing is this isn't unusual. This is this is the thing. I've been trying to... I haven't had time this week because I'm extremely busy. But um, I want to kind of try to pull together a lot of evidence about this because I don't want to just wildly accuse the UCCF who are who ban women talkers. Um, uh, oops, mm. adjusted. They The UCCF is an organisation that runs most of the UK's student, university student unions. And they, as a policy, don't approve of, of women speaking. In fact, they had a big falling out with another Christian organisation a few years back because they were refusing to allow women to speak on a certain thing. The event they organised at a Christian event called Spring Harvest. Right. And um, yeah, and so what happens is you get universities, so university CEUs where you know, kind of nineteen-year-olds are turning up to university, eighteen, nineteen-year-olds. They're joining the CU because they've just left their home church and they're just encountering bigoted people in, utter, in crazy prejudice. That's why I left mine when I went to university. But what I don't understand is even if you accepted that the biblical indictment against women's preaching in church and so on was correct... Which, and, which of course, and, it isn't. And you argue, that. you argue it isn't, but then again... Well, they, so does I, Paul. No, I'm not sure I believe you. I think I believe real Christians who read the King James Bible, actually. <laughs> Good point. Um, um, but let's assume that even we accepted the King James interpretation as true... Um, would what has this got to do with talking in universities? It seems clutching at straws. Do you know it's what funny. I mean? It's it's an interesting combination of a liberal idea and an orthodox idea. Um, the orthodox being obviously misunderstanding when Paul is insisting that women should speak in church. Um, quite a dramatic misunderstanding. And um, then the uh, and then the liberal view is that wherever two or three are gathered in my name is church. Right. And so you say if you're a bunch of Christians getting together, that counts as church. Um, Does that mean that women, a single woman who walked into that room, would literally not be able to open her mouth? If no, no, she's allowed, they're allowed to contribute and speak, they're just not allowed to be in authority. 
What does that mean? Uh, to be, le- as far as I can tell, it is back. It's so ass about face. The, the they're not allowed to stand at the front and lead the session. They're not allowed to be the person teaching another person. I, I guess. I don't know. I still don't really understand. No, so presumably they contribute a point during discussion that is educational. Everyone else must go and beat them or something. I don't know. It seems strange and counterproductive. It is, also, but it's it's more than that. It's it's revolting. It's it's despicable. Well, to be fair, um, Islam societies do the same thing. They say sisters and brothers have to go to separate places, and they're not allowed to be part of the main meetings and so on. Uh, so I I oppose that in all realms, whatever your special fairy is. <laughs> yes, but indeed. I would suggest that university unions should simply say, well, you can do this if you want in your own buildings with your own money and on your own time but if you're in the union mm-hmm. this doesn't fly I think that's what's going to happen in Bristol too the uh, union reps are now investigating they have very strict um, equal rights policies and clearly the CU is breaking them mm-hmm. so I imagine what will happen is there'll be some pathetic little schism in the university and the UCCF uh, hate mongers will split off in their own little direction and hopefully some uh, tolerant and mm-hmm. educated people will come in and lead the CU but did you say that you noticed this at your university union initially? You were surprised to find the similar attitudes. I never before. found out. I never encountered. Uh, I didn't really stick around long enough to learn whether they had any issues with women in leadership. It never really came up. Well, what was the issue that made you leave then? Their treatment of... Uh, they, they, the, the, the CU, I found out, was trying to close down the pagan society... And oh, the okay. vampire society. Well, vampires are dangerous, to be fair. That is true. <laughs> that was a big problem at the university. We were losing an awful lot of students to the vampires. Fair enough. Um, no, vampire, of course, being a collectible card game that people were playing. <laughs> they wanted to close down that society. And also, I found out their attitudes towards uh, gay people. And right. that's, that was the... And so it was... A, I can't, in, it, was, it was, gosh, 14 years, 15 years ago. I can't remember the... Maybe even more. Ah, I'm so old. It was, I can't remember the order in which all those three events occurred. But I remember the two societies being shut down. And someone in one of my tutorial groups said... Um, a very gothy young gentleman said to me, You're in the CU, aren't you? And I said, Yes. And he said, Why are you guys trying to shut down uh, the two of the societies I go to? <laughs> and I was obviously enraged and, and marched into demand who was doing this. And no one would admit to it, but, ev- but everyone was agreeing they thought it was a good thing. Right. And why, why is it a good thing to uh, close down a pagan society? What do pagans do wrong, Nick? Um, they like trees too much. It's, that's stupid. That's not the reason given by people in the CU. There were two reasons given why the They are decided. very evil. They they celebrate Yule and Oestra and things like that, which have nothing to do with Christianity. <laughs> that's right. I hate the people who celebrate Yule and Oestra are the worst. Yes. Um, no, the one reason was because they cast spells to help people with their coursework. Right. Right, that was one of the reasons. And the other reason was because they kill babies. Oh, well, I mean, fair enough. I, mean, <laughs> I think they may have been confusing it with a, with, a, with a different religious society. They kill babies. Yeah. Oh. Well, no, it's a bit, actually, you know, in all seriousness, if they did kill babies, then they probably should have been proscribed. That's a, that's a reasonable point, isn't it? I remember having this argument rage and rage until we got a whole bunch of people go back to someone's house and, and, and a friend of mine who was also not an idiot. And um, I was like... Amanda, can you look up the word pagan in the dictionary for me? And she does. I was getting people to say what they thought a pagan was. And then she read out, pagan, not a Christian. Hmm. <laughs> That's pretty much what pagan means. And baby killer. 
Baby, baby killer. Well, you know, and and obviously, I've 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 spent I've got a friend who know people who are pagans, and and I've, I actually did a really interesting project for my university degree where I just spent a bunch of time interviewing someone who was a Wiccan and a Druid, right, and and, uh, and killed babies, and it obviously was just wiping the uh, the toenails of babies away from the corner of his mouth as we started mm. speaking. Funnily enough, no. Funnily enough, he was just an amiable chap who had you some. His worst aspect. I bet you he was a vegan. I don't think he was a, I don't think he was a vegan, but he had some he had some rather unthought through ideas, which was a bit awkward because I was just I was just really interested to learn more about it. So I was asking right. him questions, and it, and he's like, I was, oh, we were talking no. about reincarnation, and I said the, what I thought was the most obvious question that he would obviously have a pat answer for, which is the you know the traditional question: if since there are now seven billion people alive, and that's more than there have been people who've died or whatever, where have all the new souls come from in reincarnation? And he just looked at me, panicked. <laughs> I thought, no, no, I'm not trying to break your faith. Although that's very easily breakable. That's ridiculous. Well, what I really enjoyed about Druidism is the, the way... Because, you know, Druidry is obviously based on the ancient Welsh faith from uh, a couple of thousand years ago uh, or so. But uh, the Romans entirely eradicated it. They completely mm. wiped it out and all evidence of it was destroyed. There is no, there's no surviving evidence of what was practiced back then. No. And so, so Druidry, modern re- Druidry... It's been, re- exactly, it's been recreated as a kind of Welsh nationalist piece of sentimental rubbish. Well, no, that's, that's certainly not... that's certainly in Scotland. Uh, yes, uh, it is. Stop your no, it may, I don't know if that's true, but it certainly Celtic wasn't the angle... idiots. So, well, this guy wasn't Welsh, so it certainly wasn't the angle taken by him. However, what, the Druidry worked in the sense that um, because they didn't have any basis for any of the, any foundation for any of the beliefs, the way the beliefs work is if you believe it, it is therefore true. So a god is something that you believe in, and but in the process of believing in the god, the god does exist and interacts. So it's a kind of self-procreating faith. I see. That's interesting. It's a... But that means that people who have completely contradictory beliefs who sit next to each other will no doubt have to be living in a separate universe bubble in order for them to work. But that's bog standard now, isn't it? That's how it works. And my my truth is my truth and your truth is your truth. And if Mm. they conflict, well, that isn't relevant to me. Then we go la, 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 la. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's time up. Yes, that's it. (laughs) And today's winner is Janine from Chelmsford. Tell me, is there anything on Radio 4 at the moment, or can I turn it off? At the moment? For the next few weeks. I was going to say, at the moment. Days, hours, seconds. At the moment, it's you and yours. You can certainly turn it off. Yes. Winifred Robinson bleating on about how... The, the, it, oh, man, I listen to it, because I, I tend to have my lunch around 12.30, so I go downstairs to make lunch around then. And so I always hear a, about 15, 20 minutes of, of you and yours. Well, and then you hear the arches, of course. No, well, because the thankfully there's the buffer zone of the world at one before the arches. Oh, yes, of course. Um, so, I mean, you and yours is well-worn territory, but mm. my goodness me, it's such... It's so insufferable. I just, I just want, what I wonder about is the presenters, is do they really mean it? Or are they like Daily Mail journalists who kind of, you know, finish the day and go, oh, I can't believe I wrote that rubbish? I can't think they really mean it. If you remember, we even discussed you and yours oh, on absolutely. this podcast. Um, remember where that woman uh, had a heart attack and had to receive counselling mm-hmm. because she received a gas bill that was wrong. <laughs> and, yes. and I think that's probably the high point of any actual um, <laughs> investigative journalism on that programme. So I oh, no, that's no, that's actually, that's not fair because investigative journalism is the one thing they get right because they have faced the facts. 
Mm. And that actually is a segment within the show, which has actually done some amazing stuff. They're the ones who proved that Coke were um, removing clean water supplies in all parts, parts of Africa. And they're mm. the people responsible for getting um, bank charges, uh, tra- uh, transfer days re- removed. Oh, yes. That's so actually, enough. face the facts, Unions deserves a tiny bit of credit, but it isn't really them. It's, it's I forget, forget the guy's name, working as a segment within it. So you and yours is this big big tankard of piss with a small amount of <laughs> yes. gold dust in it so what we need to do is we need to distill all the piss away and yeah. take the little bits of gold dust and sprinkle that on society at large and then Absolutely. we'll be fine surely peter blind means it i think peter blind means everything but all blind people always mean things because they're so sincere they are sincere they're, they're extraordinary people they are They've had to fight such extraordinary odds that they can't otherwise be anything but uh, sightless angels. That's that's a fact. (laughs) That is a fact, actually. I've got a book over here. Let me open the book. One Mm -hmm. second. Is it the big bumper book of facts? Yeah. And on page 195, all blind people are innocent and somewhat angelic. Somewhat angelic. That's interesting. More ambiguous than I thought it would be, but it's in the book of facts. So there you are. Do you want me to find you another fact? Please do. Turn to page 297. Okay, hold on. Let me just get to page 297. Okay. Did you know there is nothing worse than a cold, wet, and grisly grisly toddler? Is that right? Yes. Nothing worse. Not even the death of said toddler. (laughs) That's on page 297. So yeah, there you are. Very good. This is making me feel nostalgic for my dream book. What's your dream book? You know my dream book many times on the podcast. No, what's your dream book? You know oh, exactly. Oh, book I thought about. when you said dream book, I thought the, the best ever book imaginable. Oh, know, I like see. My, my dream holiday or my dream house or my dream wife who doesn't abandon me for the Third Reich. You know, that sort of thing. But no, yeah, yes, your book about dreams. I've got, I've, I've picked it up. It's time. It's time. It came back. Ten thousand yeah. dreams and their traditional meanings. Yes. Come on. What do you want to know about? Tell me a topic. I want to know about eating desserts. Oh, let's see desserts. And bear in mind, this book is or puddings a hundred years out of date, so it's quite. Sometimes the language is. Awkward. It's got a section for dominoes. Nothing for dessert. Oh well, never mind then. What was the last dessert that you had? Um, I had dessert last night. I had... um, There are these big uh, strawberries that you get in a big bag from Costco and frozen. And I got the strawberries out and I crushed the strawberries... Uh, bang them out into bits, about three or four big ones. Then poured on some delicious um, Guernsey cream, which sort of froze around the edge of the strawberries. And then I sprinkled on a bit of cinnamon and put on a small amount of vanilla essence and mixed it all together and it all froze together and was utterly delicious. Fantastic. Puddings! Mm. To dream of puddings denotes small returns from large investments, if only you see it. Mm. To eat it is proof that your affairs will be disappointing. Oh gosh, what a bloody surprise! You can't uh, have your cake and eat it. it turns out, yeah, of course. For <laughs> a young woman to cook good. or otherwise prepare a pudding denotes that her lover will be sensual and worldly-minded, and if mm. she marries him, she will see her love and fortune vanish. What? <laughs> <laughs> that took a 
twist at the end. Yes. <laughs> but, but this book has to be very, very pessimistic. I think the person who wrote this suffered from clinical depression. <laughs> I think so. And also had been obviously horrendously treated by his mother. Yes. That keeps coming out. So tell me, Starbucks, do you still go there? Um, yes. Well, I say you still go. I don't think I've been... I think I may have been once to buy some beans in since the brouhaha. Since the brouhaha. And now that they've said that they're going to pay some tax... <laughs> it's all better now. It's all better now. I love the way they've done it too. It's so peculiar. We're going to pay £20 million in tax, whether we owe it or not. No, y- y- you owe it. <laughs> That's the thing. But the question is how you much do you owe? You owe more than that. Owe? Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what. We'll give you 20 well, actually, you, if we calculate it correctly, you owe us about 350 million. No, we'll give you 20. There you are. <laughs> That's how it works now. They don't actually yeah. wait for a tax bill to arrive. They just hand yeah. over a lump of money. This seems reasonable. Yeah, you go treat yourself to a lovely new jumper. Well, we're out of recession now, at least. Are we? About 20 million. Yeah, that's true. It's made that's all the true. difference. It is. Um, so... You see, Judge Coxcomb said it's ridiculous to bully a company into paying more tax than they than they legally need to. And he didn't seem to take the point from others like Robert Morgan that it's perfectly all right to shame a company and they then need to calculate whether that shame is going to cost it business. And if it is, then it should bring its affairs in order. I mean, that's the very least, but even that seemed to cause problems with the um, rather libertarian right-wing judge coxcomb but isn't that capitalism surely you should like market forces and well they don't like it when it's actually used for anything other than repression i think oh i see but yeah you would have thought okay um uh, and robert morgan said think of it as a giant inverse loyalty card scheme you know we we choose to whom we'll be loyal (laughs) yes Uh, and uh, and the most silly argument is because it's legal, it's moral. I mean, for goodness sake, let's not have that nonsensical argument that's made by every Tory around every question time desk. Mm-hmm. Because it isn't. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's moral. It means that they found loopholes around the spirit of the law and those loopholes would be closed if the Chancellor weren't, for example, George Osborne. I like that the way um, Starbucks was boycotted. The, the, the big the brouhaha was that uh, it was Amazon, Starbucks, and Google. Yeah, it's funny the one that people can do without there. <laughs> That's right. Google is quite difficult to boycott in the sense that people don't really give it money very often. And when you turn on a computer, nine times out of ten, whether you know it or not, some bit of Google is going to be used in the next ten minutes. That's right. And you never feel like you're actually handing over your money. And even Amazon, though you are, Amazon. Well, it's Christmas, isn't it? So it's quite hard yes. to boycott them. Oh, and you know, uh, Kindle <laughs> books. Yeah. Maybe we'll boycott them in January, just after the sales end. Yes. Exactly. But Starbucks, you could just go to Costa because and Nero because their uh, tax yeah. affairs haven't been divulged. So you know, well, exactly. The I mean, they run. must be thinking. They must be thinking. It's a bit like. <laughs> It's a bit like when MacLibel happened and they all went to Burger King instead. Yes. As if Burger King were doing anything differently from McDonald's at that point in time. But there you go. It's wonderful not to have to worry about that sort of thing because I don't use those sort of junk food restaurants, do I? Well, Starbucks Starbucks isn't junk food. You just don't drink coffee. No, although I do admit, actually, after I, I go to gym on a Thursday morning mm-hmm. and, and afterwards I do go to the Starbucks next door and I buy myself a cup of tea. Don't you but, feel ripped off buying tea? 
Yes, but there, I get to be fair. Their English breakfast tea is quite nice. And why I, not carry around a box of English breakfast tea in your bag when you go to the gym, and then just ask them for a, mug, a cup of boiling water, which they'll give well, you for free. I wouldn't drink boiling water in that gym. No, no, at the Starbucks. Go to the Starbucks. And they ask won't for some... give me. They won't give me a cup of water. Of course for free. they will. Promise? Yeah. I always wondered. You see, here's something that I need to ask somebody who's ex- expert at this sort of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes. I feel that the one tea bag they've put into my medium big mug doesn't brew quickly enough to my liking, so I'd like to have two tea bags in the mug. Will they do that, or will they charge me twice as much? I think they'd have to charge you twice as much because the only thing you're paying for is is the tea bag, isn't it? Well, I'm paying for the service. I'm paying for the True. The, the package, so to speak, <laughs> and the paper cup. Oh, they try to give it to me in a paper cup, and I get very angry at that point. I say, no, I want it in a mug. They say, oh, sorry, no mug today. And I say, no, go to the kitchen and get me a mug, please. And Do you they, say that, that oh, rudely? Yeah. I, uh, hope they, I hope they give a good loogie in that mug before they pour your water in. No, I say, well, actually, um, I do want to have it in, and I think it does taste a lot better from a mug. Of course so if it is. So if there are any actual mugs available um, backstage, I think is the phrase I use, I'd be very grateful if you were able to get one. And they say, oh, there's only a very big mug. So I say, I'll tell you what, put <laughs> half of the amount of water in the very big mug and we'll, we'll, we'll be done, shall we? And they, agree, they then agree to that. It's a funny, it's, 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 the, um, it, it's, it's the Starbucks that's directly connected to the Lloyds building, you know, the funny inside-out building in the city of London. Mm-hmm. And they just never seem to be able to calculate the number of mugs they'll need. Well, surely they have and a they, sink. Well, they've got a whole kitchen in the back, but... They just don't seem to be able to use it. And then there's, an, there's another Starbucks that's nearby Bank Station, which has a lady there who is the rudest lady I've ever seen in any service industry. Wow. Which is odd for Starbucks. She's never, ever greeted anyone. She always goes, if you don't say your order the exact way she wants to. She never says thanks for your order. She never acknowledges you in any way whatsoever. She just kind of scowls at you. I thought maybe she just hates me, but no, I watched her and she does this to everybody, all the businessmen in their suits and ties, kids, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. She's the rudest lady. And I wonder how she keeps her job there. I imagine maybe she knows something they don't. Well, that's funny because I was going to say Starbucks is quite peculiar about the way it trains its staff and the brainwashing mm. they have to go through. Oh, exactly. She seems the, to have slipped through the net. There's a Starbucks in Bath which has the loveliest lady ever who works there oh really she looks like she must be in her 20s she's she's noticeably very tall uh-huh. um she's except she must be about six two uh-huh. um and maybe more and she's just so happy and friendly and warm and it doesn't feel fake and it's just lovely the only problem is she does say mate which i have a, a, a problem with um how does she say it though i mean a very friend in a very friendly well, way i just don't like being called mate well, well do it do it in the way that she would say it. so uh, because it's, it's unusual for having ladies saying mate, oh, no, that's what, it's, it's usually quite gentle gentleman cockney folks say it, she just so. says okay that's no problem mate and then you should say glad to hear it darling <laughs> what darling yeah. she's but she's just brilliant i always just want to stop her and say you're you're lovely but i always think it's a bit inappropriate especially when i'm wearing a wedding ring well, why don't you just say, I want to congratulate you on the excellent customer service you're giving and the ambiance you portray. Because that just sounds a bit dry and unpleasant. Why don't you say, I'd like to shake you by the hand for being <laughs> a good corporate representative of the Starbucks brand. That's all I shall do. Will you do that for me? <laughs> Probably not. Will you do that for me, lovey? <laughs> um, I think it would be appropriate. 
Are you yeah. looking forward to Crimble? Ah, uh, so it's Crimble. No. No. No, you never have. It's not your favourite time of things, is it? I find it just... I don't know. I've never managed to pin down what exactly my problem with it is. It'll be a nice day. We've got Laura's parents coming down for the day and, and I enjoy yeah, cooking yeah, the meal. Yeah. And So it should be a, it'll, be an, it'll be a nice day, but I don't know. I just find it a lot of fuss and noise when I'd much rather just have a quiet day, really. We're having Adam Huffman over for Christmas. Are you? Yes, he's a, he's a bit low at the moment for various reasons, so we're having him over. We're going to make him a nice vegetarian meal. Okay. And then on Christmas Eve... Sorry, on Christmas Day evening, we're driving up to Doncaster, where we're staying in a travel tavern that night, <laughs> like Jesus did. Yes. And, and then the next morning, we're continuing our drive up to Durham, where Judy's little cousin and Victoria's sister live. That is and a long way to and, Durham. And, and indeed, her gentleman caller, who's called Rob. <laughs> but they're not married, so they're living in sin, even Dis- though they've got a is, child. That is disgusting. Isn't it? What is they, wrong with them? So, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I thought, drive for five hours or break it up with the baby in the back. And I thought, well, I think yes. I'm going to break it up. So, travel tavern for £29 in Doncaster. <laughs> there you go. It'll if only your trip. company paid you slightly better. Yeah, that would be nice. So, how's Rock Paper Shotgun doing? Are there any going to be any exciting new developments in the new year? Are you going to be reviewing sweets? <laughs> That's a brilliant idea. Yes. We are now. That is yeah. now what we're going to abandon PC games and just be sweets. Abandon PC games like the rest of the world. <laughs> also, with the name Rock Paper Shotgun, we're already, all, we're already there. And rice paper is edible. Exactly. And shotguns, uh, delicious. <laughs> yes, I've seen when people push shotguns in people's mouths. It's always a good sign. I heard that uh, Kurt Cobain loved the taste of shotguns. I think that's very tasteless. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. Mm, I'm very sad. It's amazing how quickly Nirvana hasn't been relevant. You know, the, the youth of today don't give a toss about Nirvana. How quickly? It? They were big in 1993. Yeah, but people, I think, of <laughs> that generation... Nick, Nick, thought, no, Nick sit down. No, sit, sorry, sit down, the grip Beatles, the arms. The Beatles were big in 1967. Grip, grab, grip the arms of your chairs. 1993 was 19 years ago. Yeah, and Paul McCartney still sang in the Olympic opening ceremony, and that was more than 19 years ago. But the problem is, for Cobain, is his, he's not so good. His singing voice has really dropped off of late. So, do you not think that's a factor, the fact that he's dead? And the singers from the band have all gone on to, you know, like Dave Grohl is the lead singer of the Foo Fighters, one of the biggest bands in the world, and also in... Um, Oh, is he an audio yeah. server? I can't remember. I think, I, think you're on, I think you're missing the point because I think people assume that Nirvana would persist in that significant afterglow like bands like The Doors did and things I like think, that. But I they think haven't. they have. I see as many teenagers walking around in Nirvana hoodies as I do The Doors hoodies. No. Yes. No. Oh, Nirvana hoodies everywhere. I, want to stop, I always want to stop them and say, name two, Devon, no, name two Nirvana albums. Exactly. No. I bet they no. couldn't do it. Uh, do, you know, do, you know, do you actually know what they say? You know what they'd say, John? What would they you know, say? They'd actually say. You know what they'd actually say? So, she bought an album. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. Do you remember albums? Albums. Albums, yes. So, PC gaming then. You oh, don't, really? You, you don't really think it's going to survive another year, do you? Yes. This is going to, 2013 is going to be the best year for PC gaming in a long time. 2014 will be a very tough year for PC games. 
Yes, because that's when the real machines the come two out. new consoles will come out next Christmas, and then it'll be a tougher year. But 2013 is going to be an amazing year for PC, so that's good. Can you tell me, please, mm-hmm. this latest humble independent bundle that's full of DRM and isn't particularly humble and is certainly not independent. I know there's been a hoo-ha, but really, why is it worth tarnishing one's brand in that respect? I don't think they've tarnished their brand. People can choose whether to buy something or not. Full of DRM, full of nonsense. I disagree. I think the brand should have remained pure. Um, it's so, a shame. I didn't. I haven't actually looked into that. Of course, it would have the DRM. I didn't think of that. Um, it's THQ who are in massive trouble. And are it? evil. Um, I don't know if they're especially evil. Yeah. Um, but they are um, in, in an enormous amount of trouble. They haven't made money for a very long time and are constantly in danger of, of going under. And their share price went up by something insane, like 38% because of the they did this bundle. Um, so, you know, they've made millions from it. Well, what it proved, I suppose, is that if you don't try and gouge people by charging too much, you can yep. make some money. Also, the in it, and they've just added a, a couple more games to the package now, so if you get it, you'll also get a couple of other... You get a, a DLC for one game and a complete other game. And of course, none of this runs on Linux, and or most of it doesn't run on the Mac as well. So again, everything about Humble Indie yeah, is, a... kept, is kept true. In fact, what it should just be called is, any old publisher, bring us your bag of bargain games and we'll bunch it out under this particular uh, moniker. It's a bit as if Fair Trade suddenly said, actually, we don't give a toss. If you want to pay us, uh, <laughs> we'll call it Fair Trade. Yeah, it's sure. not the same as that. The, the, it's the same it's, as that. It's, importantly, it's not Foxconn called... Foxconn Fair Trade iPods. It's not, it's not called the Humble Indie Bundle. It's called the Humble Bundle. <laughs> um, the Humble Indie Bundles are particular packages that they do. They've often done Humble X developer bundles. Um, it's just people. in the past they've been independent um, publishers or developers that have been in these group bundles. Although you know, saying that they've, they're also concurrently running the Double Fine Amnesia Fortnite bundle, and Double Fine are an independent developer, but they have games published by publishers that are in their bundle. Hmm. In fact, uh, Psychonauts is in them. That was published by THQ. What's the last hard copy printed book you purchased? Um, Spend Goldacres. Have you read it? No, not yet. Can you read it, please? It's becoming embarrassing. We need to record a podcast with him about it. Well, he didn't seem to reply to your suggestion that you wanted to, so... He's very happy to do so. And um, he's going to be... I'm going to be meeting him and discussing various other important projects I'm going to be doing with him as well. So <laughs> Nick and you, Ben are me. best friends. Yes, we are. You need to hurry up. He absolutely is determined not to learn who I am. <laughs> yes. And seems to go out so. of his way to be constantly surprised that the person who writes Rock Paper Shotgun is also the person who did the podcast with him once. <laughs> has he, refusing to make that connection in his brain have you sort of tried to force those connections no not at it all just I'm, just, work. I'm just constantly delighted by his surprise at people someone pointing out this to him and he's going oh oh really <laughs> but he loves you he loves you of best course. well he's i am best, best. what's the last book that i've purchased oh it's on the shop low cholesterol leads to an early death oh my gosh you're obsessed evidence from 101 peer-reviewed scientific papers there you go well, you, but you already believe it. What are you? What are you doing? You, you unlike 100% you, percent believe this, which is fair no, enough. It seems the evidence. Unlike, is there. unlike, unlike you, John. Yes, I'm always questioning my beliefs. <laughs> yes, you know me, never questioning my beliefs. No, you just accept everything that you're told. That's true. I, I do, pope, don't I? By the Pope, the Pope Sidious. You're the you're my Pope, though, aren't you? Oh, let me let me tell you a let me tell you a, a joke. All right, are you ready? Oh gosh, here we go. 
Are you ready? I am so ready. Okay. Um, so a Catholic priest goes to the home of a Jew to persuade him to leave the faith of his fathers and convert. The Jew refuses over and over again, eventually faced with threats and pleadings and knowing the power of the Catholic Church. He tells the priest he needs to go to Rome in order to see the church at its centre, in all its glory. Only by seeing Rome will he know whether it is wise to convert. Months go by and one day the Jew arrives at the home of the priest. This time, though, the Jew is wearing a huge cross around his neck. The priest asks him how he found his Lord and the Jew says, quote, I went to the Vatican, I saw all the riches, the corruption, the avarice, the immortality, the immorality, the prostitutes, the hypocrisy, the petty hatreds. If with all that the Catholic Church continues to survive and thrive, then it must be the true religion. Now, do you know what's funny about that? Not very much, but... It was written in the 14th century. Really? <laughs> and it's very rare. It was written uh, Decameron by Boccaccio in the 14th century. It's very rare that a tale written in the 14th century's little stinging punchline still works. <laughs> <laughs> so there you are. Very good. Yes, yes. Um, but still, they're cleaning. They're, the Catholics are cleaning up their church at the moment, aren't they? They seem to be trying. Hmm. Or, or not, as the case may be. Uh, you, no, no, they are. I mean, they've they've done. Some, they've made some decent changes, and they haven't right. changed some incredibly important things. Like they're still absolutely insistent on the genocide of HIV-infected Africans. But yes, that's well. That's obviously decided that they they decide that's necessary. Um, <laughs> that's right. It brings them to their daddy quicker. <laughs> do, do you do you know yet why Max Hastings was arrested yesterday? No, why? But why isn't anyone allowed to say Rolf Harris's name? What's happening with that? I don't get it. The eighty-year-old, the man in yes, his eighties. The 80s, they man say. in his eighties. I'm not sure. I think they're just all getting a bit worried since what happened with Lord Irvine. Who? Sorry, Lord McAlpine. I don't want to accuse somebody else of <laughs> being a paedophile. I mean, it was it was Lord McAlpine who wasn't the paedophile. That's right. Not Lord Irvine. I mean, Lord McAlpine definitely didn't do anything in the late 80s and was accused by Scallywag magazine. And then the Scallywag magazine was closed down when they said that uh, Weena Curry and John Major had an affair, even though they had. Yeah, that's true. None of that happened. None of that happened either. So both of those allegations were obviously untrue. Anyway, so, yeah, it's odd at the moment. The media is being very, very scared. They're also very, very scared, obviously, because Levison's come out and says that uh, the government should run all media. So... That's clearly causing issues. Leveson also said that he that the internet needs to be civilized. He needs to he wants to he wants to civilize the internet. It'd be a bit, a bit bit hurtful. He doesn't want doesn't want the mob to have voice. So there you go. This is true. So because I remember yesterday, no, day before yesterday, when the BBC Radio Four were reporting that a man in his late sixties had been arrested, while the mm. BBC News website was saying not Max Hastings, but um, before you go and accuse a powerful internet a powerful newspaper man. Oh, not Max Hastings, yes. but heavens, I'm being... Well, he's probably next. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I doubt it very much. Yeah, What's his name? Max Clifford. Max Clifford, he's the Max man who, who is, has been arrested. Oh, come on, you can't doubt it very much. Basically, uh, every single person who was active in the media in the 70s and 80s was basically a pedo, and there may be one or two exceptions, but we just need to find the exceptions. That's so right, maybe just... we should just hi- find them and give them special rewards. <laughs> yes, exactly. I am insistent that Johnny Ball and Brian Kant are not to be included in these lists. If those, oh. I'm handing in my childhood if either of those names come up. Well, for me, Tony Hart... Oh yes, of course. Well, he's dead, so they would have. It would have come out by now. It's so. true, no, exactly. But 
I hope I hope this Ralph Harris thing is is a mistake. I imagine I really it's just, I imagine it was stuff at the animal hospital. <laughs> no, but don't you? I mean, I really don't want to think that Rolf Harris was a fiddler. That, that would be. No, I don't want to think any of these people were. No, I'm perfectly per- happy per- to think that Jimmy Savile was a fiddler because he clearly was, and that doesn't exactly break any childhoods to think that really, unless you had a very odd child where you actually looked up to that weird, peculiar man. Whereas, you know, Rolf Harris, Johnny Ball, come now. Johnny, but don't don't list the two. Rolf, Rolf Harris has been arrested, but we're not allowed to say his name. Johnny Ball certainly hasn't been implicated in any sense in anything whatsoever, and never will be because he's perfect. Is there anyone else who uh, where would be the equal sort of shock and um, upsetness? Well, as I say, Johnny Ball and Brian Cant are the two names that I'm just that have to remain pure for my childhood to have mean anything to me. Yes. Um, a Flamella Benjamin. <laughs> Unfortunately, she's ruined her own reputation in the House of Lords. But yeah, UKIP, isn't she? I can't remember. She's her views are ghastly. Whatever she is, I think I think she was adopted by the UKIP for some reason. Did you see the video of the Danish um, MEP absolutely ripping uh, Nigel Ferrari, a new one? No, I didn't. But I'd love to see someone rip him. L- literally, just rip him. Rip know, him, just tear him down the middle. That is, exactly. So that all his guts just pour out, and he dies a very painful but quick death. That what was quite good. sad about this is you got apparently he was there. Ferrara was just whinging. I'll just about call how him much... Nazi. Just call him Nazi. Okay, Nazi, Nigel Nazi was whinging yeah. about how much money MEPs get. MS, I can't remember the MEPs get paid. Mm. and he was, you know, while sitting there being paid as one and saying mm. it was disgraceful and it's such a waste of money and this whole thing's terrible, blah, blah. And the Danish guy gets up and points out that he's been on the Fisheries Commission for the last three years and has never turned up to any single meeting about it and has thus mm. been taking the money for being on this commission while doing no work whatsoever. And it was uh, it was rather splendid. Unfortunately, uh, Nigel Nazi just sat there doing this really vile laugh the whole way through it. <laughs> he is... I, I, I think he's far more dangerous than Nick Griffin. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nick Griffin is a laughing stock, and he'll, yeah. every now and then he'll say something outrageous, and everyone in the oh. press congratulates themselves for being so cross with him and disagree. Look how much I disagree with Nick Griffin. No, I disagree with Nick Griffin more. Yes, exactly. Um, whereas, yeah, the, the UKIP are far more insidious and, and dangerous, definitely. And and in certain constituencies, they're number two now, because, of course, yep. Lib Dems have completely collapsed. Well, they aren't so a party now. anymore. Yeah, exactly. So now it's UKIP. So what happens at the next election? What happens in 2014? We, obviously, the coalition dissolves. Yes. Um, the Lib Dems won't, probably won't get, a, get their um, deposits back in most seats. In some seats. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm depressed that people will just be prepared to give them the benefit of the doubt. Do you think so? I feel there's a horrible, awful, weird feeling that they will. They'll get a new leader, maybe, who'll look young and dynamic, and he'll, he'll, he'll do the same thing that evil nick did yeah maybe they won't have a they won't have any representation or any existence whatsoever in scotland their numbers in scotland are hilarious no they can't they can't be represented in in scotland and then i imagine um will ukip effectively become the third party i guess so so i just we have nick cohen has to start a party there's no choice left at this point yeah exactly and the 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 problem is though it seems to me that most of the United Kingdom is now vehemently anti-Europe in, an, in a degree that's unsolvable. So actually, Nigel Nazi has won, hasn't he? He'll get what he wants within the next 10 years. I don't know. It'd be very... 10 years... Gosh, it's almost impossible to conceive what will happen in 10 years' time in, in terms of Europe. Yes. 
will the Labour Party win the next election? I don't know. At the moment, it seems more likely than not. However, who knows what will happen? Uh, the, the economy isn't going particularly well, and their plans are falling apart. Uh, and it seems that the economy, as I suspected all along, is in far more systemic trouble than just, oh, the banks are a bit naughty. It's that you can't have infinite compound growth forever. What? It doesn't work. What? <laughs> Sorry, and you also you can't run your car on water, John. It's the same thing. There's don't no difference. Silly. Of course you can. You can. You can have infinite growth and you can run your car on water just so long as you don't have to pay anyone any benefits. Yeah, that's true. If you don't pay anyone any benefits, then infinity works. That's true. Hmm. It's, it's funny, remember in... Uh, oh gosh, was it 2009 when Conservatives came in? I can't remember now. 2008? Oh. No, it can't have been 2008 because that was when Barack... Hussein Obama came in. It must have been 2009 because because yeah. they immediately fixed five-year parliaments after that. That's right. Mm. So, um, yeah, so uh, when they came in then, do you remember we were saying, oh my goodness, we're, it, you know, this is, here are the worst things that could happen. Here's what's likely to happen now we actually have conservatives in power mm. um, for the first time in 20 years or whatever it was. Um, and... And it's just, it's just all happened. There's been no ambiguity. There's been no hesitation. There's been no pretense of being anything other than just pure evil. It's like we're going to make, we're going to take welfare away from people who need it. We're going to make disabled people suffer. We're going to uh, do everything we can to hurt pensioners. You know, it just, it's like a, and we're going to lower corporation tax. One thing that <laughs> I didn't, no, there's one thing I didn't expect, and it shows you how desperate they were because they probably knew that this was, that it was likely they'd be kicked out at the next election. I didn't expect that they would destroy the NHS within their first parliament. Oh, yes, yeah, of course. Because remember, he had all those posters saying, I'm going to leave the NHS alone, I'm not going to fiddle, Mm -hmm. and so on. But obviously they panicked and they knew that they had to give all their friends the presents that they promised them now, because otherwise they might not be able to. And so they had to destroy the NHS sooner rather than later. But that came as... I hadn't predicted that. I hadn't realised that, of course... Um, their masters would require them to do so. Do you allow yourself to live in a pretend world where this isn't actually happening? No. I mean, what I do wonder about is whether there are other parts of the world that I could go to that perhaps are warmer and nicer. But we'll see. Warmer? You can get much better health service if you go colder. Is there any problem? Yeah, that's the issue. I keep finding that you need to go colder. Yeah, but I love the cold. I love this time of year. I love long, dark nights and chilly days. Perfect. No, no, I like a nice, warm, sunny day, and then I'll visit somewhere cold if I need to. <laughs> Best times for cuddling your cat. How, how's Dexter? He's snoring away behind me. Probably be able to hear it on the podcast. People listen carefully. He's not a very good cat, is he? He's the best cat ever. Oh, oh, oh! I thought he wasn't any good. Never no. mind. He's a, he's hey. a brilliant. He's he's now. I mean, everything that was wrong with him. I used to say he's the perfect cat, but if only he would ever just come and sit on your lap. Yes. Or, now exactly, he sits on my lap. Aloof. Sits on my lap all the time now. Perfect cat. No, there you are. The government's doing one thing. Planned civil go. marriage legislation will allow churches, if they wish to, to conduct same-sex weddings. Which is, it's brilliant, but it's, I'm confused by it because they were, I, they were not doing that in order yeah. to prevent a revolt by the churches. Yeah, but then um, a number of liberal synagogues and some Unitarians said... If you tell us we're not allowed to marry our gay congregants, we will sue you for um, for free freedom of religion against freedom of religion in the Human Rights Act. So it's that pesky Human Rights Act again, which thank God Nigel Nazi will get rid of. That's true. If only we can stop, and then we can bring back hanging. 
Yes, I mean, I assume that's UK IP Nazi Party policy. Pretty much everything else regressive and repressive is. This is true. Have you read Nick Cohen's You Can't Read This Book? I haven't, no. I mean, I know of its existence, but I haven't read it yet, but I should. I'm wondering if it's good, but you can't tell me. I may not tell you. It says you can't can't read this book, so I've assumed assumed not. Fair enough. Shall Shall I say goodbye to you now? Yeah, I think you should. Can we record a real one next week? A nice yes, Christmas-y we, you one know I'm coming to London together. next week. Yes, I've taken a day off better. work to visit you because you haven't come to Bath. When was the last time you came to Bath? I think it must have been six months ago. Nonsense. What day are you coming? Uh, Monday or Tuesday, whichever you'd prefer. Monday. See you on Monday. Okie dokie. Uh, and we'll record more than one episode so yes, that people can have our liveness in well, a Well, let's discuss this off air because I need to nag you about using Posse's offices because I've got to be back in the evening because Laura's back from holiday. Oh, you are vile. Because <laughs> I want to see my wife after four days. She's run away from you and become a Nazi and you want to see her? Well, I've still got some lingering affection for her. Oh, well, OK, fair what enough. What should I do? What should I do with my weekend? There's, Laura is away now. She isn't back until very, very late Sunday night. What should mm. I do for the whole weekend? Other than vigorous onanism, mm-hmm. um, some exercise, I would have thought. That doesn't seem like the most fun way to fill the wifeless gap. You can come down to um, London and we'll take you out somewhere. Come down. Come no. on. I'm coming on Monday. Well, come come tomorrow instead. I can't believe we're discussing this on a podcast. <laughs> but this is, this, is, this is kind of more of an accurate discussion. <laughs> okay, let's stop and spare people our lives. Okay, bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>